Hey up guys, how are you doing? I'm doing alright, I'm doing alright. How are you, my friend? You well? You, you buzzing. Are you buzzing. Just been saying to Phil, I am buzzing. Buzzing. Not just good, I am buzzing. Wow. I'm top of the world. How come you're buzzing? Because it's a Friday and he doesn't work Fridays. Well, it's Friday. Yeah, good point. It's Friday. I'm chatting with you two guys. Genuinely, I said this time and time again, it really, really starts my weekend on a positive this, you know. So yeah, I'm buzzing for that reason. It's just, you know, when you have a plan and you think, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and then yes. you do it. And then you go, What was I thinking? Now I've gone through the what's am I thinking? And now I'm actually, yeah, it's great this. I'm actually, yeah, it was a it was a good idea after all. You know, it's that just keep going kind of thing, you know, when you just keep going, it'll, oh. it'll, it'll work out. So that's why I'm buzzing. It's beginning to work out now. It's, it happens for a reason. Phil, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, good. Full of a blooming cold. I think it's a proper cold. Not, man not flu. None of this, Have you got uh, man flu? Johnny oh, come lately, COVID or, uh, yeah, man flu. It's pretty bad, actually. Cod flu. You know, they've still not found a cure for it. All this money that went into the, the pandemic, and they've still not done a thing about man flu. I, I think it's outrageous. It's because we're too complex. We're too complex mm. as individuals. No, I, I agree. You think? Yeah. For, for, for fear of upsetting our female listeners, listener, they've got it so easy, <laughs> these women. You're, mate, you're <laughs> a brave man. never get man flu. You're a brave man. <laughs> I know, I'm going to have a target on my back now. I'm joking, the, I'm in joking. In the past, you've upset builders or other yeah. forms of employment. Window and now, cleaners. And now you've just Cyclists. alienated the yeah. entire female race. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Indeed. Pretty much. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've got the utmost respect for women. The only thing they, would, they, would, they can't have is monthly, <laughs> mm. you know? So that's probably good that we've got Indeed. that curse. It probably is. Good. Carry on digging, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Might need a bit of skillful editing in this episode. <laughs> Dave, it's amazing to see you, as usual. What's I'm going looking, on I'm just looking at, at I'm moment? just looking, because obviously when we record this, we've got the video up. I'm looking very pink, aren't I, today? I'm looking pink and colourful with my pink T-shirt on. I feel good, mate. I feel good. I'm like you. You know, the week's the week. You start the week, you crack on, you, you know, you, you you work through it. But when I get the opportunity to do this, I like the fact that we do it at the end of the week because it's, like you say, not that sets you up for the weekend, but it does mm. feel as good, doesn't it? And I, I enjoy it, I enjoy it. But I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I say that all the time, though. I say it to you boys. On a, good day, I'm all, on a good day, I'm all right. On a bad day, I'm all right. I'm always all right, no matter what, which is probably, yeah. I, just, I like it. Yeah. Just keep. Keep going. Yeah, like you said before, keep going. I'll keep pottering. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still using my potter modes. I like pottering, mate. I like pottering. I like that. I've, I've embraced pottering. Oh yeah. You know, I don't mean pottery. I mean pottering. <laughs> I'm actually, I do enjoy now going in the garden yeah. and doing not a lot. It's, it's actually quite good. It's, it's a therapeutic thing. Of course it is. What I was thinking about, we spoke about this over the last couple of weeks. Is like we just, just keep going, don't we? We just, we just crack on and get on with it which is easier said than done, particularly when you're going through a storm or things aren't working out the way you wanted to. And I wanted to just go a little bit deeper on that and share some of our personal experiences with our listener as well. So, Dave, you have got a lot of experience. <laughs> you have a lot of not just life experience, but also business experience. So we were talking offline about how you help people just crack on with things. Tell us more about that. The keeping, the keeping going aspects of it. I mean, bloody hell. Yeah. It, I don't know. I mean, it, 
there's two parts of it for me that and we talk about it quite a bit you've got the work part of it and you've got the life part of it and the work part of it and the life part of it like anything all comes from experience and if we talk about I don't know let's talk about the work bit first if you want I mean part of what I get involved in is if I'm working with people or businesses a lot of it can be around brand and sales sales orientated projects and even back in the day wind all the way back when it was just me working for myself you know you you go and you're pitching a lot of it is around going after new business and that's hard work you know anybody listening to this will know that that's hard work to do that and it depends on what you're pitching for and we were always going after sizable projects and the bigger the projects the more resource you have to put to it the more intense it is to do it you know the cost and time that's associated with it and back in the day when we didn't used to win things I, I used to take it really 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 personally like really personally and not just on you know I took it personally because in a lot of these cases it, it I was driving it forward and if we didn't win it then I felt responsible for it but I used to take it personally as in literally like how dare you not you know pickles to to do that mm. have you got a, a specific example in mind tell us about that happens to me on a happened. weekly basis yeah but it, well, yeah but early and even now it's all the same it's just a different scale you know back in the early days when we were going mm. after stuff but you feel differently now though yeah yes but you feel differently now about it you respond differently to it have, do you, is it is there an example of a time where you were really really upset? well yeah back in the early days because it you know it it's it's the frequency of it, isn't it? So back in the early days, you're just starting out and you're just doing it and I'm doing it for myself. Now I'm doing it for for other people. Not that I don't care about what I'm doing it, for, you know, doing for other people, but it would set me back. It would proper set me back and it could set me a day, two, three, four days to, to reboot from it, to then go again and go again and go again and go again. But touching on point, you just got to keep going no matter what. You know, if we go for something and we get it, then great. If we don't, then why didn't we get it? You've got to learn from it and move on. And you're only going to fail when you stop, aren't you? But I've learned that from from the personal aspects of it as well. You know, tell me more. Uh, well, like anybody, I, I've had I've had my ups. And, you know, we all have our ups and downs. But and I mentioned it before. You know, like mid thirties to early forties, early forties. My my mental state wasn't very good. My shed had gone completely gone. You know, I got to a point where I was like not in a very, 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 very good state and I needed to make some changes. And that change for me wasn't recognising, wasn't like little things building up to go make this change, make that change. It reached to a critical point of you've got to make change now and you've you've got to make this change and you've got to you've got to you've got to do it. But when you start to make that change, it's not easy. You know, there are lots of things that you will be doing. So I boiled it back to pretty much bringing it all the way back to like a day at a time to a certain extent. And then on some of those days, it was breaking those days down. Okay. But I realized that the only person that could make that change was me. Even if you've got the best support around you to do that, that's great. It hopefully makes that change easier, but it's on me. And I was only going to fail if I stopped. So that's where the just keep going comes aspects of it. You've just got to keep chipping away. You've got to keep going. And sometimes it'll be it'll be the most difficult thing that you've ever done, but you've just got to keep going. So the personal stuff then came through to the to, to the work ethic to a certain extent. You know, I mean, and even now, 
I can get up on a Monday and by Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, I've had knockback, 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 knockback. But I don't stop, you know. I, even now, if, the more knockbacks I get, the more motivated I feel to keep to keep cracking on. I think sometimes, I, I personally look at knockbacks as a good thing because if everything always went to plan, constantly went to plan, I think, you know, complacency kicks in and you stop learning things. Yeah. So when knockbacks come now, I embrace them. I embrace them as an opportunity to learn and, and, and go again. There's a lot of wisdom in that, though, isn't there? I mean, once you've, when you get like the battle scars, you become hardened to rejection, if you like. You know that. And, and this is a phrase I've heard a lot from, from sales training, if you like. Every rejection is one step closer to a yes, if you like. So the more, the more you take rejection, the quicker you get to acceptance, if you like. Yeah. But I just wanted to just ask you there, just going back on that, you know, when you're in your 30s, for example, there was, there was almost like a tipping point where things had to change and you took control of that change. Did you ever think, what will happen if I don't change? What are the consequences of staying as I am? I remember being stood in the boardroom and feeling like the walls were coming in. The, the layout of the office was, and on the opposite side of the office, it looked into a into an atrium. It drew like we. I think we were like you know a few, a few floors up. And I'm not saying I would have ever done this. And I'm not saying I've ever done this. I just remember being there and having a bit of an out of body experience of me running and jumping off the edge of it. And that, and I'll never ever, I'll never ever ever forget that. And that was the point. Was like you got to sort this shit out right now, because if you don't, there ain't no coming back. So it, that 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 point for me was like literally like right, this has got to be. You got to do this. You, you know, you either go, you either moving forwards. You, you've got to move. <laughs> you've got to move forward because if you don't, the backwards element is not a good thing. And I'll never forget that. It's you know, yeah. We, we, I mean, that's very prominent. That isn't it? And it's, it's obviously memory that will stay with you forever. And sometimes it takes some pretty deep thinking, you know, some scary thoughts, if you like, for us to actually do something. Because I think, like you said before, when we're in a comfort zone and things are easy, you're not motivated to make changes. But when something like that happens or that thought occurs, you know you've got to do something. So what did you do about it? I know exactly what I did about it in that particular instance. I left the building because I knew I'd got a lot of stuff going on as well, you know. I mean, one of the biggest things that was going on when I felt like that was a lot of it was anger. Uh, like absolute fury at another level, which would go from zero to complete, like nuclear, instantly, absolute instant. Uh, I left the building and I made a phone call to a guy I know who owns a gym. And I think it was, must have been a Monday. And on the Wednesday, I started boxing. And that, and we, it, was exactly. as, it was, it, it wow. was as intense as that. It was as quick as that. And on that Wednesday, I started on that road of I started to move forward. I started to keep. I started yeah. to move forward again. Now I'm not saying it was, you know, it's it. It was like yeah, instant. It wasn't. It's taken me quite a bit of time to come out of that, you know, from that side of it. But that was it. In that period of time, on that, that is what happened. And why I thought, you know. There must have been something subliminally bubbling along, going, "You could do this to sort, or you could do this, or you could do that." But that is what I did, and it—I it, guess it saved me to a certain extent. 
In fact, not to a certain extent. It's uh, at that particular. It absolutely saved me that. It's brilliant that you can you can talk uh, openly about that, and it's it's good for us and our listener, isn't it, Phil? That you didn't yeah. do anything stupid. Oh God! You know. Yeah, so when you said course. that you were going to leave the building, I thought, which way did you leave? You know, down the traditional <laughs> route, down the elevator and the stairs, or did you just open a window? <laughs> And uh, yeah. you just had a soft landing on something. Sorry, go on. Did you, do you know what? There's many, I, have, I haven't saw many people that. There's probably members, yeah, not, maybe members of my family, probably not. I don't know. Maybe I've had a conversation with Suzanne about that. I don't know. But, yeah, it's pretty mad, really. <laughs> mm, it is. But look here now, though, wearing pink and, you know, real in touch with his feminine side and takes rejection on a, on a regular basis. You know, it's just get shit done, move forward. It's pretty inspiring stuff, isn't it, Phil? Definitely is. The way I look at that as well now is I used to look back at that situation, that period of my life with absolute, just like, yeah, that, and really, 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 I don't know, let's say, think about bad thoughts. Now I look back on it and going, well, if I hadn't gone through all of that, I now wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing now. And I look, even though it was horrible and it was quite an extended period of time for me mentally, I learned a lot from it. And now, because I've learned that from it, when people come to me or we talk about it, well, one, I can do this and talk to you guys about it and hopefully pass on that experience so that people can can listen to it and maybe maybe go, all oh, right, I, I get what you've been through there. Is, is if I hadn't been through that, when I talk to other people about it, I, I wouldn't understand it. I, I got empathy with them when, when I, I get what people say. You know, Things aren't as black and white. And, and it's not so. I look at it now as a real big learning curve. Hopefully, I'll never have to go through something as deep as that and intense as that again. I know the things will come up, but because I've been through that, I can deal with things in in a different way. You know. Yeah, and those real experiences are are, are useful for people you're sharing it with. And what yeah. another thing that connects us, other than being like. Uh, middle-aged blokes, northern blokes who are amazingly good-looking and articulate, etc. Is that what the three of us are mentors as well? You know, we do. I think as mentors, it's, it's useful to have experiences that we can share with people and say, you know, I, I kind of get it. I know how you feel because let me share with yeah. you what, what I did. I'll share with you my yeah. experience. And it just brings that to life. And the person listening feels less isolated and feels like, you know what, you know, this is a real person who's, who's been through something pretty serious. Not only does it give you credibility, but people listening to that story learn from it as well. Go on, Phil. No, I was just saying, um, as Dave said there, you know, you you wouldn't want to end up in a situation similar again. But I suppose the difference is you, you go through those sort of things and, and you learn to spot danger signs along the way, don't you? You know what, you know, the, the, the things that were difficult to really appreciate at the time, now with the benefit of hindsight and being outside of the situation, you go, hang on a minute. I can see where this might head up now. This, this, this path might take me on a road where it's going to lead me back where I want to, don't want to be. And I, I just, yeah, I think I, I completely hear what Dave says there. You know, it's, it's about uh, having to have gone through something to, to, to come out the other side and, and appreciate the, the stuff that you've got, the, the the situations you find yourself in now, um, I think you you've got you know, 
and, and, and to have that appreciation, you know, and, and to be able to speak to others. We're also very judging as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I found in the last couple of years by perhaps previously, I would have been reluctant to talk about, you know, my, my own mental health um, and, 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 you know, those, those sorts of situations that, that Dave's talked about that, that, you know, I've, I've sort of experienced. And I think previously I would have been very reluctant to talk about stuff like that. Now I don't, as long as I, can, I feel I can trust someone or it's yeah. going to be a useful thing to talk about because it'll open up a conversation that, that otherwise wouldn't have happened. I, I feel very comfortable talking about my, my own experiences. So I think that's a good thing, isn't it? A good thing that, you know, we're, we're all, you know, I mean, that's the purpose of the, the, the podcast really is to encourage a dialogue, whatever that is, whether it's about mental health or Mike the Headless Chicken, you know. Um, you know <laughs> oh, good old Mike. You, you know, so I, I just think, I think it's, and again, maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think younger people now are more tuned into talking about their mental health. Yeah. I think it's kind of, you know, it's become a thing. So like my little girl does sometimes mindfulness really? classes at school, which I think is absolutely amazing. Wow. I think Dave, we've talked about this in, in sort of in, in classroom setups as well, you know? Uh, so I think that's brilliant, you know, but I think our generation is that generation where we're, we're the generation between our, our dads, which yeah. was strong Stiff and silent. Yeah. Say nothing. <laughs> Don't say fuck all. And probably which you know, you can trace this back. So they're they're we're always aren't we a product of our own parent Mm. or our own father? This it might be an ask Andy in a minute, but (laughs) but you know, our generation was the strong and silent sort of don't, you know, who themselves were were influenced by their parents who were quite a large proportion would have served in the war. And I know, I certainly know my granddad on my mother's side, you know, was in the RAF in Japan, experienced a load of stuff. Would he tell you about it? No, that was closed shop. So it's, it's kind of weird. Isn't it? Where you look, you look back that generation there, closed shop, didn't want to talk about the past, didn't want to talk about that. I mean, can you imagine we, we get, we get stressed about, you know, the stuff we get stressed about, but, you know, no one's got us in a, in a you know, in a camp or, you know, we're not being subjected to the kind of things that those guys would have been. So you've got like a, you know, that generation that did, clearly didn't want to talk about the horrible things that, have, that affected them in life. You've got their offspring, the strong and silent, our parents, you know, our, our dads, that we sort of probably affected by that, so never really talked about how they were feeling. We've got out now our generation, our, our kids being more open and, and and able to talk about how they feel, and us what sort of stuck in the middle, you know, maybe just about having those conversations, but not 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 in any kind of you know, op- not so open as perhaps our the, the next generation of, of kids will be. I think it also depends on who you're having them conversations with, though, doesn't it? You know, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. share certain things with certain people. Yeah, I'll come on here and talk to you and everybody else that's listening, you know. So it, it, 
depends on who you've got around and who you're comfortable to have them conversations with. Yeah, definitely. Isn't that a, a reflection of the person you're speaking with as much as anything? You know, I trust this person. Mm. You know, I feel like I can't, I can't explain that. Phil, you, you were saying then about, you absolutely articulately nailed it, I think, um, about the description I would have that we're victims of victims when it comes to yeah. know, being children of parents who are also children of parents and so on and so forth. And what I've kind of learned particularly over the last few years is that we spend most of our adult life on doing the shit that our parents put us through without knowing it. And we're probably doing that with our children now. So I always <laughs> ask, for, ask for forgiveness and apologize to my children. So look, if, if I'm leading you down the wrong way, just, just make your own path. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do, how to do it. If I've done things wrong in the past, make your own decisions if that's right or wrong. It's entirely up to you. But my parents wouldn't talk to me as a child. Not because, well, maybe because I was smelly and they didn't have time for me and they'd rather be in a pub or something. I'm not too sure that's a, the main reason. I, I, you just didn't engage in that generation before us. You just didn't engage in conversation with your children. So for us as middle-aged blokes, it's actually new territory, I think. You know, we, we quite often don't have a blueprint to go off because our parents didn't sit down and go, Let, let's talk about our feelings today, son. <laughs> that would never happen. With my parents never happened but we're kind of almost expected to be able to do that now with our children you know so we're thinking you know are, are they judging us now what do i say what's gonna have a positive effect on them you know how do we go about that conversation so you know i i, I speak with a lot of guys and women who would you know at a point in life where they will talk often about when we're coaching let's move forward before we move forward we've got to work out what's happened before to get us to this point of needing to change and move forward. And often people I speak with will talk about the relationships with their parents. So I'm like, I'm not a therapist, but if you want to talk about it and tell me why your conversations with your parents led you to feel and think the way you are now, then we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to unpack it a little bit and then move forward. And I think that kind of goes back to your point, Dave, about sometimes you've got to learn from stuff and it's better if we can help our children learn from our mistakes or even successes. You know, it's not just our mistakes. And, you know, your point about just keep going, just keep moving. I think it's a really simple yet profound and probably one of the best pieces of advice you can give to your own children as well. I, t I totally agree. The other thing I'd add to that as well is we live in an era where people set huge goals or it's not necessarily about the smaller things. You know, we touched on this last week. It's always the bigger things. But if you focus on the bigger things, it, that can be that can be stressful trying to move towards that because you're always like, I've not got that, I've not got that, I've not. And you you don't understand. You, you're missing out everything in between. It's the small little things, those little step forwards. You know, you you look at pro performance athletes. You know, they're going. They may be going right. I'm going to the Olympics. I'm going this. But every day and every week, they'll fo focus on the smaller little marginal things that are going to get them there. Small improvements moving forward, you know. So moving forward, and, and moving forwards isn't isn't always going to be in a straight line either. Sometimes you might, you, you know, go forwards, go backwards to the side, but at some point you will move forward a little bit. And some days you'll feel like you might have what, a week or two weeks and find, you know, I've not got very far. And then the next week, a lot of stuff will come together and you'll advance forward hugely, you know. So it's it's... It's, it's the little bits, you know, like we, like we just keep, you know, we talk about pottery and we could talk about chipping away. 
chipping away at something, you know, like an old stonemason carving something. He just doesn't carve this huge statue on day one. He spends months or years just chipping away at it. And guess what? At the end of it, what have you got? Wow, that's pretty incredible, that. You know, and it may not look like he initially designed it, but there will, st- there will, still-, <laughs> there will still be something, you know, there will still be something. And if you do, if you just, if you can appreciate moving forward in small little increments, it also allows you to exist in the now, you know. You can enjoy being present, man. Yeah, that's, to me, that is profound. And it, it is a metaphor for life, isn't it? You know, so yeah. an artist or a sculptor, uh, someone like Phil, who, you know, who can create music and, you know, create you know beautiful words and stuff like that you you, you might have a an end vision in your mind of what what it might be like but the process of um, and the progress moving forward is enlightening as anything else and if we're always thinking about the end result we're never actually there are we we're never actually in the present we're always thinking about what it could and should be like and i find it demoralizing as well when you set these huge hairy ass goals it can be oh, demoralizing man. going i've got so much to do to achieve this why do yeah. we even bother you know, it's just too yeah. scary and too hard to achieve this. You know, so we'll we'll talk about running or Ironman or ultras or whatever it is. It, it doesn't have to be physical exercise. It could be something creative. You think, this is where I am and this is where I need to be. Holy shit, I've got so much to do here. But as you, as you said, Dave, progress is the word. Just moving forward is progress. And, and the attempt to move forward, the volition it takes to move forward is more important than visualizing the end result sometimes it is you know what didn't quite go according to plan that piece you know that run or that conversation didn't go the way i wanted to do but my intentions were right and i've learned something from it and i think to to younger listeners and this is something that we've spoken about in the past when you're younger particularly teenage or even early 20s you haven't got a clue what you want to do with your life when people are saying to you what career do you want um what do you want to do for a living i ain't got a clue i didn't have a clue and I'm like, I turned 50 not too long ago, and I'm still making it up. I still don't know what I want to do. I'm still learning stuff I enjoy doing and doing less of the stuff I don't want to do. So I don't think we ever actually learn until we get to our deathbed and go, ah, <laughs> that's what the point of that was. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit it's a bit late then. <laughs> well, but isn't that isn't that what life's about and humanity is about, though, isn't it? It's, it's not about us. It's about the next people. It's about the next generation. If we can live our life opening up and telling people, not just about mental health, but if we can share with others what we've learned, then it puts others in a better position, surely. Of course. Yeah, of course. Create, a creative process. Yeah. Yeah. As you started talking then, I mean, I, my, my, I, just, I just think about working on a piece of music and then, you know, get starting with there's no end game in sight that I'm, you know, I'm going to write this piece of music and it's going to be this and it's going to be that. It just happens sort of organically. And you start maybe with some programming, some beats or something like that. And you lay your bass line over it, or maybe you put some strings or what have you. But you know, it sort of writes itself this kind of weird kind of way. And as I'm sure, you know, lots of other creative processes you know, do, you don't, you don't set out to go, I'm going to create this song that's, that's going to be a hit record <laughs> or, or a, there's no blueprint. It, it just, it comes through just keeping on and, 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 and sticking with it, you know, and every little layer you add to it just 
it just it builds it up. I remember writing a song years and years and years ago, which people really liked at the time, and and it just that was it. That this whole thing of just it just it sort of wrote itself. It was giving me enough clues along the way that the end result would be worth it. And I put loads of time into it and enjoyed every minute. It's kind of weird. Sometimes, like now, if I try to write stuff, I, I quite often get halfway through and, and stop bothering. I suppose that's where my energy is and how it's different from like 20 years ago or what have you. But it's, it's just interesting that you sort of, you let the, you let the notion direct the journey rather than any kind of set you know, this is what it's going to sound like, or this is what I want to achieve, or anything like that. It's just, if it's good enough, it gives you the clues. It's good enough, and 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 then the effort. It's like anything. That's like anything, isn't it? You, you once you're on. I find now, if I'm doing a bit of writing work for a client, I'm sort of there'll be a bit of time where I'm just really trying to get it and make sense of it. What do they mean, and what do we need to say? But the minute it sort of drops in in my head to a point of clarity. I know what it's going to be, and it and it gives me the clues back, <laughs> you know, for me to get to that end point, which all sounds a bit wee wah. But you know, I think I think when you want something right, life gives you the clues, doesn't it? I suppose the creative process as well it can be can be quite difficult, can't you know? Whether you're working on a piece of music or maybe it's something a concept for a brand, or you know, because it's not like We've got this, you know, we're going to make a pen. The pen's got four components. We, we put it on a production line and it happens. You're reliant on coming up with ideas, aren't you? And then even then, when you've got that great idea, it's still got to work for the client and the, the audience that it's intended in. And sometimes, you know, you can plan it and go, right, we're going to put five days to concept this and four days to develop it before we pitch it back. What happens if the end of the nine days you've still got nothing? Because it, it, it's the creative process is can be a difficult one but with it for me with that creative process like life in general it's just those little iterations for me you know and 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 looking at what's working and and what's not working and getting feedback on the way which in like i sort of do that to myself in on a weekly basis on a daily basis you know yeah also i will add to that as well is picking up on what you were saying then phil is we often talk ourselves out of things. A lot of the times we can come up with great ideas for stuff or go, we're doing this. And then we can quite easily talk ourselves out of it. You know, before you, you can start on that process and start moving forward and, and then you stop and you're like, you, you're going to fail because you've stopped because you've decided, you know, you, what's the point? Oh, this or that or this or that. You've, you've looked at that many negatives. Before you, you before you consider, you know, there's a reason why you, you chose to do it in the first place, and that was a load of positives or a big positive, and then you talk yourself out of it. You know, I sit in meetings, Phil. We sit in meet, you know, we sit in meetings, guys, and we come up with some great ideas. But the only reason, the only way you're going to see if they work or not is, is to progress with them. So easy to talk yourself, or oh, somebody else has done that, or somebody else has come up with that, or they've done it and this and that. Well, yeah, but that's fine. The way that you might do it may be completely different to the way that they're doing. And how do you know if they're being successful with it? How do you know that what they're doing with it? You just gotta get on and do it. That's it. It's just it's just having the tenacity just to get on and not be, you know, and not be sort of I I, I do remember like 
in one of my crap jobs in my in my early sort of twenties. I, I can't remember what it was. The, the guy I had a meeting with my boss like at the time, and 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 I think I think his point was I was giving up on stuff a bit too easy, and and he and he said you need to have a bit more tenacity. And I didn't know what tenacity, <laughs> tenacity meant, you know, so I just sort of nodded and, you know, went and looked it up. And actually, even though I didn't care, it wasn't, you know, sell more car radios, you know, whatever it was. Um, I didn't care about that at the time, but this thing of tenacity, which is exactly what we're talking about, the kind of just desire to keep going, whatever, whatever comes up against you, you kind of find a way through it. I think it really stuck with me at that point. I don't think, you know, it probably propelled me to move out of that job and get something, you know, interesting to do in my life. And I suppose it was a time when I was doing lots more on the music. So, you know, that then that sort of drove me to be more entrepreneurial about what I did and not take no for an answer. So I was basically full circle what Dave's been saying, isn't it? Just if, if you get a, a no, you, you just, you carry on. You don't let it sort of, yeah, knock you down because if pursuit of what you're after is there it doesn't matter you know people will say no people won't want it but you'll find the people that do want it you know in the end the, the other thing to consider is what's the alternative what's the alternative and there's hundreds of thousands of scenarios with regards to you know whether it's work related or or it's sports related or it's personal related you know, what's the alternative, especially in personally, in certain what, what are you going to do? You know, you stop doing it. You might stop doing that, but you're going to do something else, aren't you? You're going to deviate or pivot. Or you're going to do something else. You just got, you can't just stop. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think we've got just keep going, be tenacious, our kind of examples and that example. So that's advice we're giving to, a, you know, to our next generation and to our younger selves. One of the one of the books I, I generally recommend to people who were who were looking for purpose or focus is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, which is unbelievable, and it's probably one of the most read books you know there's there's ever been in well certainly in the last in the last kind of few decades. Have any of you guys read it? No, no. But I need to put top, it on top recommendation. Put, put it on my list. So, so essentially, Viktor Frankl was is he was in a concentration camp. Jewish and you know was most of his family was killed but he had a purpose he had a mission when most people around him like kind of devolved into animals he stayed human throughout this because he was working on therapies he had a purpose he, he wanted to change people's lives and improve people's lives so and that's what kept him alive is having a purpose just moving forward now this is an extreme version of what we're just talking about there you know so it could be I, I just know that there's a book inside me or there's this song I want to write or there's this business I want to build or yeah, a brand yeah, I want to create point, or it's a really good this point. life I want. And, and something you just said there, Dave, about, you know, what's the alternative? You know, there's, 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 there's millions of different alternatives. In fact, it's infinite, you know, possible outcomes here. But if there's something inside you that drives you forward, that that's your search for meaning, that's your purpose. And certainly when I was a lot younger, I didn't have a clue what my purpose was. So the easiest way to break that down was what do we enjoy doing? What am I good at? What do people need? How does it benefit other people? And that's generally, what, particularly when I'm coaching, this is what I talk about. So I didn't have a clue that when I was 16 and I worked in an insurance office that I would end up coaching people. 
or facilitating workshops, for example. That was never, I, I didn't even know what a TEDx was. So, there's the, so public speaking was definitely not the agenda. And then, you know, you, you kind of progress through your career because other people set that career out for you. But yeah, I'm not a clue what you want to do. But it takes a while. And you said something, Phil, which I thought was really, really profound. And I, I really enjoyed listening to that, that creative process description. You just set out, you keep going, and then you look for the clues and the clues are there. And I, I don't think it's like you're focusing on the future too far in advance. You're just looking for those clues. So you're kind of almost dancing with it in a, in a, in, <laughs> in a, in a way of looking at it. I, lo- I love martial arts. I love creativity. Love music and, and I love watching processes evolve and particularly martial arts. That's that's one of those where you kind of dance in the moment. You know, you can't tell your opponent what to do. You couldn't, Dave, you talk about boxing. You haven't got a clue what you, your opponent's going to do, what punch they're going to throw, what the body shape's going to be. You've got to kind of dance with them in a respect. You've got to respond and evolve with that. You know what you want to achieve, but if you're just thinking about what you want to achieve, you're going to get punched. So you've got to kind of dance in a moment coaching is a bit like that you, you don't know what the person you're speaking with is going to say you don't know what they want you don't know what their background is you don't know how they're going to answer that particular question you've got to dance in a moment with that and look for the clues like you say phil and i think life's like that you know it, it isn't it isn't easy it is rock hard and we can't we haven't got we haven't got the opportunity to just stop some people do make big decisions and it impacts on other people in such a difficult way and I'm talking about ending a life, you know, you know, we spoke about mental illness and I, I think, and I was going to say unfortunately, but I think fortunately for me, I, I have the opportunity to speak with people who consider that on a regular basis, you know, so if I speak with people who are going through a particularly difficult time, they'll tell me about times I've thought about ending their own life. And I ask, that's why I asked you that question before, Dave, you know, what would, what's the consequence of not making a change? You know, so you know that you need to make a change, but. Do you, do you have the motivation to make the change? You know, can you see what change you want to make? And if not, just moving forward, you can see the clues of what the changes you need to make are. But when we're completely thinking about how bad that situation is, how terrible the scenario is, or how the business is hemorrhaging money, uh, or my relationship's going down the pan, we can't think much further than that. So just just moving forward and having that momentum is usually that that key thing. One of the one of the things I'll say to people quite often, I'm not talking from a personal experience, is that, and this sounds very very zen, is that whatever you're feeling now will pass. That your scenario will change. If you're the top of the world and you're buzzing, that's going to change. You know, if you're yeah, feeling like yeah, you want to enjoy yeah. life and life can never improve, that will also change. Everything around us will change. Nature takes care of that. It's not. It's out of our control. So we just have to dance with that. And sometimes it feels horrible. And a quote that I still like was by Churchill, when you're going through hell, just keep going. Because what alternative have you got? You can't just stop. If you're going through hell, why would you want to stop in hell? You'd want to just keep going, wouldn't you? You And so this, you know, whilst it sounds super simplistic, I think we're living in, in in an environment now where we've got so many choices. It can be overwhelming, but the one choice we don't have is what do we do about it? Is we just keep going. So I think it's been for me, it's been cathartic this episode to to listen to it because I genuinely didn't know what either of you were going to talk about. And, and for our listeners' benefit, listener in the singular, um, for any potential sponsors, I need to add that we're in, we've we've got several thousand regular subscribers, by the way. So that's just a, a long-standing joke. Um, for for the benefit of our, <laughs> of our listener, we don't plan or prepare these episodes that much. You know, we'll talk about a theme. Let's talk about moving forward. Let's talk about you know 
what if you know let's talk about music you know let's talk about mental health let's talk about exercise and let's just let's just dance in that episode and that, i think this for me i've really enjoyed dancing with you guys today and i'm not so sure if you see it the same way um mm. fill your creative process i i really really enjoyed that it was really liberating to hear how you just go with it and look for the clues that, that's something i'm definitely going to take away from this episode dave what are you taking away from this episode what's your summary points I mean, one thing I would say is obviously a lot of the things we talk about and like myself today, that's personal experiences. And I appreciate that what I'm saying, some people will uh, resonate with, others it won't. It's all, di everything's different for different people, isn't it? And, it, and, it and, it's, and it's all relative. Maybe I don't want to sound like I'm oversimplifying things or, or going, making things, you know, sound that it's just easy to do. It, it's, it, it's not. I'm talking about me basically and telling you a bit of you know some of my story um thank you i mean yeah but, but the takeaway is what i said before guys you know and again this is me you know i do this on a monday or a daily basis no matter what it is i realize that whatever i'm doing i've just got to keep doing but the big things are great but i focus on the smaller bits you know because all those smaller bits will come together to do you know to deliver that to, to deliver the big bit and sometimes It'll feel like I'm not going, you know, I'm, I'm shredding water. I'm just nudging forward. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, we were there and now we're here. And that that's the thing, you know, don't chase the big things all the time. Appreciate the little, the smaller progress. All comes together. All comes together. I love that. And Phil, what's your summary? What, what are, what's the advice you give to your younger self at the end of this episode? If it's the very younger self, have more tenacity. So it's not the car radio salesman telling me that. Um, and uh, yeah, just there is up and down. There is yin and yang, but only you can sort of push through that. You can choose to let things sort of sweep you away or you can kind of stand there firm and, and, and you know, move forward and, and really on those odds you know what, what what can you do you just move forward and let things take their course so phil what's what's your synopsis what would you say to your younger self now well i, I just i just think it, it all this experience of the three of us really isn't it it's like if you could distill this down and put it into a little book that you give yourself at the age of 16 before you do a day's Ooh, work no, there's an you idea know, phil you'd fast track yourself yeah exactly well, there we go but it is, it's just like, keep on. If you don't keep on, you know, you just you just end up sort of swept away in the current, you know. And I, I just think we're all people that have made our own way quite a bit. And I think that's part of it, just having that sort of tenacity to go, you know what, things might have happened, but I ain't going to roll over and just take it. I'm going to yeah. carve this up and do it my way. Yeah, nice. That sounds like a song. I love that. <laughs> I love My that. way. Regrets. <laughs> I've had, had a few. Had a few. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you have had a few. Hopefully. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just kind of add my bit just be before we hand over. I've really enjoyed this episode because I've learned a little bit more about Dave, a lot more about you, Phil, as well. A lot, I've personally gained a lot from this, for sure. Um, and I'm sure our listeners have, and, and I think it, I think you've you've kind of articulated it in a way that I would have done as well. Is that yeah, just keeping going is is more than just 
yeah, whatever, just crack on. Who gives a shit? It, it is, you know, you've no idea what's going to end up, what it's going to end up like, you know, whether it's a, a piece of art or a piece of work for somebody else or your life as a whole. You've no idea where, how it's going to end up. But if you keep doing the things that you're good at, keep having faith in yourself, backing yourself and doing it with purpose, you get there in the end anyway. Yeah, I totally agree. Dave, could you uh, talk us out? Indeed, indeed. Well, as guys, as always, I say it every time, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's always a pleasure. For the guys that listen, you know, if you're liking what you hear, give us a like, give us a share, give us a sub, get it subscribed to it. And if you want to get involved, drop us an email at hello at talkingcod.com. And until the next time, in a couple of weeks' time, we will regroup next week and we come and we will be back talking cod in your ears. I look forward to it, gents. Namaste, guys. Namaste. 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 Oh, dear. (laughs) Very good. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking cod, please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app, and subscribe now. Quick shout out to the guys at DapDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune, Elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking Code.